Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Burlington. Except no sandwiches. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Acton Normal. My name is Nick Hart. You're listening to another of our random fixtures from the past, the trip down cold blow memory lane, I suppose you could put it. Um, as always, we are using the random.org website to generate a random year from the past. Now, tonight's year selected by the dead hand, the cold-eyed machinery of the internet, is 1977 um a great year for music um a big year for me personally and i started work that year um not such a great year from the Millwall perspective it was certainly the development of a tough period late 70s and early 80s but we hadn't reached there yet for the fixture that would apply on this day in 1977 which was a win, a 2-0 two, a, a two win at Southampton. Southampton nil, Millwall 2, dated on this day, as I recalled these words to you, dear listeners, the 15th of January, 1977. A game played at the old Southampton Stadium, the Dell, in front of 20,527 spectators. The Lions prevailing on the day 2-0, thanks to goals from John Seisman in the 30th minute. And in the 46th minute, now when I first um, selected this fixture, when the the, uh, the dead hand of, uh, of the dice god selected it, should I put it, um, I thought I might have been at this game, but I don't think I was at this fixture. I, I went to Southampton possibly a year or two later when I was working. I wouldn't have had the money to make it down to Southampton at this point. I'm still at school, technically, um, at this point, January 77. Um, but I do have a... Match report for you, dear listeners. Start us off this little musing on this fixture. Um, it's headline Peach Feels the Pinch. Peach being David Peach, a Southampton player. 2 0 to Millwall. Millwall cashed in on two breaks to jolt Southampton's midweek cup joy. They must have had a cup run. The Lions' share of luck was served up by Saints fullback David Peach, who had a grim day. His two blunders made it a double triumph for goal-getter Seisman. John Seisman will come back to him later. Mill's first breakthrough came after half an hour when Peach let in Summerill, Phil Summerill. Seisman, running unmarked to his left, duly got the necessary pass, and he only had Wells to beat. The goalkeeper ran out and did well to dive and turn the shot away, but Seisman regained possession and fired into the net. 
Southampton's hopes took another dive seconds after the interval, with the same four players involved and Peach once again feeling the pinch. Hence the headline. Seisman picking up a Summerhill pass, let fly, and Worlds made another gallant save. Peach went to the rescue and attempted a blazing clearance, but the ball flew into the net off of Seisman's knee. Sounds like a bit of a mishap there. Peach explained after the game, I whacked the ball hard and it was going out of the ground until it hit one of their players and was diverted. John Seisman said, I saw he was trying to clear it and I came across him. I'm sure it would not have been an own goal. So he's kind of claiming it in that case. Peach tried to atone with a flashing drive at the other end, which went just wide, and Holmes had a header cleared off the line by Moore. The Saints failed to capitalise on their chances, especially at the start. Their manager, Laurie McMenemy, who also managed England, or co-managed England, certainly, I think that was under Ron Greenwood. I think he was the, the kind of assistant manager for the English national team. Uh, he said Mill had one or two good shots and got two goals. Oh, he had one good shot and got two goals. I'm trying to be clever there. I was quite satisfied with the form of my lads, he says. If this game is about entertainment, then I think the crowd got its money's worth, said Laurie McMenemy. Now, my first question to myself on my notes here, dear listeners, was what the one I've already answered. Was I there? No, I wasn't there for this fixture. I, I remember visiting the Dell a couple of years later, I think, in this fixture. The Dell, for anyone that ever did visit the stadium, was um, central Southampton. It was walkable from the station. Um, so it's the stadium prior to their current uh, home of St Mary's, of course. A very traditional, tightly packed stadium surrounded by, you know, uh, Victorian streets. It had a curious end terrace which had three levels. Um, it was very, uh, had a lot of personality to it in that sense. It was, it was an odd setup. You had terracing and above the terracing at the far end from the away end were three separate levels of, um, I think they were terracing, they might have been seats, but towards the end of the time there. It was a very odd-looking stadium, a um, lot of personality to it, very tightly packed in the streets of, of Southampton. Now, this fixture would have come in the 1976-77 season, um, and I would describe that season as the kind of tail end, the last hurrah of what we would have called Gordon Jago's Blue and White Army, the promotion season from the third division, which happened the previous year, 75-76. That was a huge memory in my mind. I started going to Millwall in 72, and it had been pretty much misery from there onwards, in all honesty. A gradual deterioration from 1972, including relegation, 74-75, and the 75-76 season was the first season in which uh, we achieved any kind of success for me as a Millwall fan. So um, that was a big year. And, and to be absolutely um, forensic about it, to coin a phrase, uh, the year 1976, so the detail end of 75-76 and the beginning of 76-77 was a, one of those golden years to be a Millwall fan. It was a very exciting time. Promotion, um, having been mid-table the previous year, then promoted in in April, May of 76. And then second division football from August, September onwards, including a fantastic win at home to Chelsea, probably the first big home game that I attended as a Mill supporter. Um, that footage is on YouTube. It, it does. In fact, it was doing the rounds the other day, oddly, um, given the coincidence of doing this particular fixture. You can find it online. It's on YouTube. Well worth a look. Um... 
a wonderful win over a, a, a Chelsea team that had not long been relegated themselves from the old first division. There's also a 4-2 home win over Luton Town. In fact, we had two successive 4-2 wins that season. I think Hereford and then Luton Town, which is, was also on the television on the big match. I covered that during the summertime lockdown. It's all become one long lockdown, I know, listeners, but I spoke to Ryan about that in one of the shows during the summertime. I'll, if I can get the link, I'll, I'll stick it on these notes. Um, it was an exciting time. The team played attacking football. Uh, we had some very, very good strikers and good players. And it was just a, a wonderful year. 1976 comes close to 1988 in some ways as, as one of those golden memories of, of my little following life. So 76 started well. A lot of exciting performances at home. One massive, massive home fixture against Wolves on New Year's Day, 1977. New Year's Day. One all draw in front of 17,000 at Colblow Lane. Huge atmosphere. Anyone that was there will know what I'm talking about. Um, and then this fixture here at, uh, at Southampton, a 2 0 win. It, we, we hovered near the top six for a large slice of 1976 77, but we would fade away towards the end of the season. Um, and little did we know as we went to Southampton that, that 1977 would prove to be a year of deterioration. Millwall um, after the happiness of 76 so always at the den as the uh, Merv Payne book has it after the Lord Mayor's show the, the, the year 77 um, was a start of a tumultuous period in, in Millwall history culminating in the infamous Panorama documentary that I think was shown towards the, the late part of 77 November possibly December that year it would prove to be um, long term so destructive for our club I think in many respects we still live with the effects of that to this day but as this fixture took place in January we, we knew nothing of all of that so I thought we might might do us just to run through the Lions starting 11 that day at the Dell in the 15th of January 1977 2-0 win as we've said in goal Ray Goddard good goalkeeper I think he signed from Orient, if memory serves, I think. He signed from Orient uh, for £10,000. These were the big sums involved in football in 1974. And he would move on to Wimbledon in 1978. Uh, that would be under George Petchy by that stage for £4,500. So keep those sums in mind, kids, next time you read about someone, some average player costing £40, £50 million. Pounds. That was how much was changing hands down Coldblow Lane and along Brisbane Road at that time. Goddard in Golden, backline, Ray Evans, fine player, Alan Dorney, Tony Hazel, John Moore across the back line. On this day, Dave Donaldson playing, I believe, more as a midfielder on this particular game. I say I've laid it out here. I could be wrong, but I think he was a midfielder on this particular occasion. More commonly a right back. Great player, Dave Donaldson. He arrived in the early 70s as, a, as part of the, what I always remember described as the wind of change when Harry Cripps and Brian Brown were dropped, big deal, down Colbo Lane, early part of 73, 74, if memory serves. In midfield, Terry Brisley, Phil Walker, who we interviewed in the summertime. John Seisman, uh, kind of an attacking midfielder. We will return to John Seisman and Dave Donaldson before I close the show. And then up front, Phil Summerill and the master, Trevor Lee, who I've, again, another interview that... Um, I was really thrilled to be able to undertake with one of my personal heroes, Trevor Lee, up front on this particular day. 
So that's a fine starting 11, um, one that exists in my memory from a golden period. Uh, it'll be overshadowed in the end by, by 1988, of course, but this was one of the happiest times of my mill following life in many respects at this point. We, we were playing attractive football, we were having big games and we were scoring goals and it was, it was just a good time to, to follow the lines. So I've picked out two players, I mentioned them already, um, John Seisman. Um, was a player who signed for us from, I believe it was Tranmere. Um, he'd come to us via, oh, Tram, or maybe Luton. He'd, he'd started at Tranmere and then come to us via Luton, I think. A Liverpudlian. John made 184 appearances for the Lions, plus two as a substitute. 41 goals. It was a good return, good rate of return. He's a good player, a good striker, kind of an attacking midfielder, John Seaman. 1976 to 1980. Um, he left in 1980 during a tough financial period for Millwall. I know that's there's nothing new in that. Um, the early 80s were really, really hard times. Um, the club um, on the brink of folding many on many occasions. But as part of one of the financial clearouts, um, we sold John Seisman and the the winger Tony Towner. We might mention him another in another show. We sold them both in a joint deal to, of all people, Rotherham. This was the level that we were reaching, listeners. We were selling our assets to Rotherham for £185,000 combined fee. Um, a good player, John Seisman. He was like, like an attacking midfielder. You could put him up front. You could play him from midfield. Um, always one of my favourite players at this time because he always produced moments and goals. And clearly, in this particular fixture at the Dell, two goals for Johnny Seisman. Um, a career spent over many, many clubs, various northern clubs predominantly. 454 league appearances in total for John Seisman. Um, anyone that saw John Seisman of, of that era, I think, I hope, will agree with me that he was one of our favourite players at, at that time. These days working in America, I, I checked on LinkedIn, he is on there, but I don't think particularly active on LinkedIn. But he works in America, Colorado in the USA as a football agent. So um, that's as much as I know about what became of John Seisman. But a man that lives in my memory as one of the better players in this period at, at the Den. Now the second player that I've chosen is Dave Donaldson. I don't think Dave gets many mentions on on the show, or in, I don't know about any of the other shows, but certainly I think he is worthy of mention. He was a long servant for Millwall Football Club, Dave Donaldson. Uh, 256 appearances in total. Plus two as a substitute, just two goals at that time. Played as a right back from 1973 to 1980. So that's um, that's the bulk of the 70s, uh, Dave Donaldson. He arrived, as I've said already, with uh, Eddie Jones in a kind of a double uh, change of the guard, so to speak. The, the old favourite, the old regime of Harry Cripps and Brian Brown were probably at the end of their time at the Den, I suppose. It would be about 73, 74. Um, Donaldson had come to us from Arsenal, signed from Arsenal, £5,000. Again, not, not huge sums of money in those times. But he arrived with Eddie Jones as a kind of like a change of, of direction for the club. And he would go on to serve the Lions very, very well over that seven-year period. Always a, a good, honest defender who gave everything, a, a committed player, one that, um, you know, a Millwall player through and through in that sense. Dave would leave us in 1980 to join Cambridge United, for whom he would uh, go on to make 132 appearances for Cambridge. So that's that's a good overall uh, 
um, what, 340, 350 appearances for you know footballing clubs. Interspersed with a brief loan period at the Los Angeles Skyhawks. They were a, an NASL, North American Soccer League side, the Los Angeles Skyhawks. He was there briefly on loan in 1979. I think that's a great name, the Los Angeles Skyhawks. He completed his playing career at Royston Town in the mid-80s. And after retirement, um, according to his Wikipedia page, he ran a fish and chip shop and then worked for a food company as a sales manager. So no glamour, no glamorous afterlife in football for players back then, dear listeners, running a fish and chip shop uh, before moving on to a food company as a sales manager. His honours, he won the FA Youth Cup for Arsenal, 1970-71. That would be the same season as the famous double-winning side, the senior side. And then the other honour of his career would be promotion to the from the third division with the Lions in 75-76, where he was a mainstay of the defence in that promotion-winning side, one of the best seasons of my Mill supporting life. Dave Donaldson, very well remembered by anyone that followed the Mill in that promotion-winning season, in my opinion, dear listeners. So there we are, that's the random fixture uh, for this week. Millwall winning 2-0 at Southampton in January 1977. I hope you like these little episodes. I quite enjoyed doing them. If you have any requests, dear listeners, we did one the other day for uh, Kevin Fuller, a two-all draw uh, against Nottingham Forest in 1988. If you have any requests for any fixtures, I'm, I'm more than happy to look at it. Otherwise, we'll just do these random years from the past and we'll see what turns up so there we are that's the that's the edition for for today just one last thing before i love you and leave you dear listeners um the actung mill calendars are still available they're not selling selling terribly well sadly in my opinion um if we can get a few more sales it would um help towards making a contribution to two fantastic charities the melzer and the mill community trust um I'll stick the link in the show notes if you are interested in buying it. It's one of our historical calendars. It contains details of some of the wonderful personalities and players from the past. So any support you can give for that will be much appreciated and will help two fantastic charities. So there we are, dear listeners. That's the end of the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed that random fixture. My name is Nick Hart. Uh, We'll be back at the weekend speaking to Harry after the away fixture at Nottingham Forest but until then it's Arriva Dirty Millwall bye for now thank you for listening to Aston Millwall if you enjoyed the show please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheap little review Arriva Dirty Millwall till next time Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.